amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Good morning. We had a little blip on the screen. Bob, I think you were talking. Go ahead, please. Ah, that's right. You were going to start with the music. No, it actually, not just, I didn't expect people to just listen to the music. I tried to have it soft so it would be in the background. Hopefully it is. Please go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Good morning and welcome to our show, You Are Okay. My name is Bob and with me is Mara. How are you this morning? You know, I'm doing all right. And you? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. Beautiful day here today. How is it where you are? I happen to be in Lake Las Vegas. I did, you know, I didn't, even know there was, I didn't even know there was a Lake Las Vegas until I saw your pictures last night. How amazing. Uh, I wonder where they're getting the water for that. I'm sorry. Let's not talk about this. Because as we know, that will be uh, uh, the next war will be over water, unfortunately. And hopefully it won't be a civil war. <laughs> you know? I, I actually, I, that kind of leads into what it's like where I am today. I, I want to say blessings to all that is, uh, to love. I like to call God love uh, because we actually had a very significant rainstorm. Uh, now, I am not a scientist, so I cannot tell you how much water came down, but um, uh, it came down in Los Angeles. It came down here, it, here in the Eastern Sierra, which is the uh, the uh, well for Los Angeles. And it came down uh, north of us. And that rain is beautiful, and there's snow. And it looks like maybe we'll get some more today. And in California, we definitely need water. It's it's a big part of my life lately. And so I'm overjoyed uh, that it's cloudy outside. Yeah, and in Austin, where I live, it's been raining for the last week and is still raining today. So it looks like uh, all good things are happening with water right now, where we where we need them the most in the country. So that's a blessing. Exactly. Playing behind uh, us, and I hope our listeners can hear it, is the dawn. Uh, We selected uh, that particular song uh, for today, and perhaps it would be a good one for us to start our show with on a regular basis, uh, because uh, sometimes we all lose sight of the fact that the only moment we have is the moment that is right in front of us. What is past is done. If we weren't our highest self in the past, then we need to be our highest self in the moment, if we choose to be that. And what is to come is yet to be. And so the dawn is a reminder that each day we get a new day, a new starting. And uh, today Bob and I are going to be talking about that kind of idea and what lessons is there in this for me. Um, and, And working on remembering who we are. 
as opposed to adopting other people's characterizations of ourselves, uh, which can inspire us to get even, and when you get even, um, you are not your highest self. So uh, let me assure you, I, I can say that definitively, I think. So, Bob, you're over there in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, you and I basically have not had a chance to talk too much about today's show. We we ended up doing texting and uh, emailing. So um, I'm going to let you kind of talk about where you see today's show's going, uh, and then we'll We'll just kind of talk. Maybe we'll uh, do a meditation. Before I pass, I would like to remind our listeners that on a mountain in a valley, we behold only God. In hardship, we see God by our side. In ease and well-being, we behold only God. Like a candle, when we melted, we beheld only God. This is from Rabia the Mystic, uh, an Islamic uh, scholar and and, um, truth seer. Uh, I've changed I, um, I behold only God, to we, because I I believe that this transcends how one, what one's view of God is. Uh, And Bob, um, so what do you think about today's topic? I really like our topic because there we all have times when we need to remember that there's a lesson in in things for us because sometimes we forget and and let anger and angst and just the craziness things crazy things that life can become for us get in the way of us seeing that there is a lesson in in things that that happen, and whether those things are positive or negative, even I, I think I texted you that I had heard on uh, ra- uh, some radio shows that I listen to on a regular basis that the uh, founder of Sirius XM had talked about the fact that they every Friday night talk about how love impacted their week, something along those lines. I while I may listen, I may not listen 100%. But the gist of it was is to kind of take that time, whether it be with your family or friends, and talk about how love uh, uh, impacted your week. And it kind of goes, I, I wanted to think that that's something that we could do on the show each week as a as we get time to. And it kind of ties into this topic because, Sometimes we go into situations and think that they're in a in a stu- in think of what someone else's stereotype is going to be in that situation, and we, we're sub- and I was pleasantly surprised this week a lot. I tra- travel a lot for business and 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 a lot for pleasure as well. And one of the things when you travel, since we all have our technology and we all want to be glued to it all the time, is Finding that place to plug in, right? Yes. So, we I was we were sitting in in the airport, and there was we saw someone sit, you know, a couple get up from where they were plugged in, and I'd been eyeing that spot and waiting until they got up to leave to go there. Well, apparently another couple was doing the same thing, and you know we're kind of both going there at the same time to go grab this power. And and it 
there, there was no struggle at all. It was, oh, we're heading there. Oh, we're heading there too. Okay, well, well, there's more than one outlet. We can share that. No problem. And I have a battery and another extra battery in my bag. And, you know, you in that situation, you could see that that could be where you could get argumentative with someone about who saw it first, right? But yeah, scarce resources. <laughs> right, the, the scarcity of resources, exactly. <laughs> the, the, you know, but we've kind of looked at it as okay, we're going to share this thing, and 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 there you go. And um, as you know, and then we got to talking for a couple of minutes, and it came up that Micah was going to have some surgery, and the gal said. You know, I just, she took his hand and said, I I hope I don't offend you. I want to know what day and what time you're having your surgery because I want to make sure that I am praying for you in that moment. Yes, yes. And And I was like, wow, what a powerful powerful thing for a complete stranger to just come up and and tell you that. And and then there were other linkages in between that they both work for a school district and they both are have worked with hospice and just all these other different things. So, you know, that was something that I saw with love, the representation of love this week. But it also taught me that the lesson in that for me was don't jump to conclusion that this person is going to get nasty with you because you got to the the resource first. Exactly, exactly. And, and, you know, and that's the deal. It's the scarce resources. And, and you know what's interesting about that is is there are two things. First of all, before you said what the the new friend had asked Micah, I I instinctively wanted us to, I, I thought we need to put, I believe it's May 21st, is that right? We need to put that out there in the universe for all of our listeners so that we can all join our collective consciousness together to send all of the healing energy that there is available for Micah so that when he goes into the surgery, he knows that he is going with his healing, gigantic healing uh, faith and belief that he will come out of the surgery better and that when he comes out of the surgery, he will come out with the knowledge that, in fact, that healing energy surrounds him still. So... I think that's a beautiful attribution that she gave you. And you know what? It's interesting when you said this because I on uh, I kind of have had an odd week. And on uh, Friday night, um, I, my phone started ringing, and there was a number on there, and uh, and the name, as today's world uh, does, uh, give us the number and the name. <laughs> and I'm thinking. Oh my gosh, you know, do I want to talk to this person at this time? And uh, because he is 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 just such a vital, vital player in our uh, in my working world and in the county where I live, and I decided yes, and that is probably the most dramatic effect of a loving kindness that I had last week. You know, assurances, uh, discussion, uh, 
we talked about meditating. Uh, you know, it was just a beautiful, beautiful telephone call that caused me to realize that I need to believe in myself. And uh, somewhat was a signal for this particular program in our dialogues. But the reality is, know who you are. You know, one time, uh, and so for me, love affected me by pulling me back to the basic values that I have in life. Respecting other people. Allowing them to make their own life decisions, even though uh, I may not agree with them, and even though they may impact me. And recognizing what you said a few moments ago, Bob, and, and which is that... Each one of us is, at any given moment, a teacher and a student. And it, when we're in a negative situation, we can be the student and learn and listen to what is being said without all of our defensive armor up. And then we can be the teacher by going inside and responding to the situation at our highest level being what some people call our highest self, being your divine self, you know? And so uh, it's, it's life that we are not always going to agree, and it's my life and your life how we respond to others when we don't agree. Exactly. And that's where, you know, we have to remember, too, that that the thing, one of the four agreements, right, that the second agreement is that it's not, what what people say isn't about you, it's about themselves. And that when we stop and look back or stop and take a moment to reflect on that and remember that what someone else is saying doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you. It has to do with themselves. And it may be that for themselves that it's they're not seeing the whole picture, right? We 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 all get caught up in our own thing, and we say things that we don't mean. We do things that we don't mean because it's the way we see it, and not the way that everyone else does. And we have to step back and look and see what it is that it might be, and, and maybe just ask the question, ask questions. Yes. Sometimes it's easy as not rather than jumping to conclusions about what what someone else is thinking. Exactly, not assuming. And I think I can speak for myself that when I get into a defensive mode, then I tend to fill in the gaps with assumptions. Well, this is why they're doing this, or this is why they're doing that, or this is what they are doing. And and the reality is there are as many reasons why something is happening as there are people in the world. Exactly. (laughs) There are no two identical souls walking around. And each person, each soul, responds to the world based on their life experiences. And and so you're, you're exactly right. It's when we allow ourselves... Oh, my gosh, I think this is right. Correct me if I'm wrong. But when we allow ourselves to think that we have the one right, 
idea about what is going on in the world. At that point, when we think we know the answer, and there is only one answer, that's that's the point when the chaos is the greatest. Because we then begin, you know, looking to justify and presume or preserve our rightness. And generally, it's a rightness about something that's already done. I'm pulling up my four agreements here, Bob. I had to go get my iPad because I think probably (laughs) for our listeners, they may have read them, but they may not have. And I think it's important that they're laid out so beautifully on the book jacket, which you can see in the... um, if you just Google the four agreements, you'll find exactly. that everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> and so the first agreement, be impeccable with your word. We talked about that last week. The next agreement, don't take anything personally. And you encapsulize that perfectly. The third agreement, don't make assumptions. And the fourth and that agreement. Goes right with- Right, and that goes yeah. right along with, with number two, right? Don't make assumptions exactly. about what uh, what you took personally. <laughs> exactly. Don't Because in order to, you know, yeah, you know, you need to be true, and that's what we're going to be talking about and meditating about together is the idea that you, you really only have control of yourself. And there are going to be some times in life when you – you take an action based on what you believe is the best action. Hopefully you have as many facts as you can. You may not, though. But nonetheless, your motivation was pure. And then you have to take solace in that. You have to think, okay, this is what I did, and this is why I did it. And if there's something more for me to learn from this, then do that, because that goes to the fourth agreement, always do your best. And if you've done your best under what you knew, then you need to be open to grow in continuing to be your best self. But you need to be gentle on yourself sometimes. And and that's the reality. Love others as you love yourself. And that latter part, loving yourself, spending time with yourself, valuing yourself, Praying for yourself, praying for wisdom for yourself. It interests me that somehow, and forgive me, I I don't want to insult anyone. And so I don't know what is coming from the pulpits around the world. Having grown up as a Methodist and been very active in the Methodist church, I know from my church's pulpit across the states. I've been in many. The message has come out, don't ask for anything for yourself. And yet that is totally contradicts the uh, when Jesus was asked in Mark, and I'm not propounding Christianity, because each person has to find their own path. Each person has to define God for themselves. Each person has to have their own unique meditation methods. Bob and I may suggest things, but these are yours. But when you hear that, when Jesus was asked in Mark, it's reported, what are the most important commandments? Love God with your heart, your mind, and your soul. 
love others as you love yourself. And somehow, we've, in our society, in our altruistic state, we've cut off the latter words, yourself, as you love yourself. It's just love others. And so what happens is people are giving and giving and giving yes. without any foundation. Bob, go ahead. Excuse me for ranting. Yes. No, I think, no, you're you're absolutely right. As we don't take responsibility for our own needs a lot of times and put others' needs. And it may not even be needs. It may be we allow their, it may be not their physical needs. It may be their emotional needs or their financial needs or any of the types of needs that we all have. And we and we put those above Others, we put others' needs above our own, and that's what we, I kind of wanted to focus on today in a in a meditation that we can do here in a moment, and we'll we'll uh, meditate on our throat chakra, the the Vishuddha, which is emits a blue sky blue or white color, and as we focus on that as we go through the meditation is take responsibility for our own needs and make a promise to ourselves that we're going to put ourselves first. Not to be narcissistic or or selfish or stubborn, but to realize that if we don't can't fulfill our own needs, we're not going to be able to help others fulfill theirs. So, we need to to we I want us to focus on that today and uh um, I'll yeah. start a little music here, and we'll and we'll start that up, and I'll monitor how loud it is because it. I'm going to let you do that because I I am as working. we know I am not the world's best player of the board. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's supposedly playing. So, what I. So if we if we all just take a moment to still ourselves and still our minds and get comfortable and get comfortable in whatever way you're comfortable, whether that's sitting with in a chair with your head back and your eyes closed, whether it's staring in a mirror at yourself, whether that's sitting in front of uh, uh, somewhere in your home that's sacred to you. Wherever it is that you're comfortable, that doesn't really matter. And become relaxed. Let your mind open. And try to think of nothing except taking in gentle breaths and pulling breaths up through your feet and through your body. And focus that breath that's coming in and focus it around your throat area and into your throat chakra. And just think of a warm sky blue color if you're looking out at a beautiful blue sky and imagine that just radiating from your throat area and pull that breath fully in and as you exhale let exhale all of the air out of our body and as we do that focus again on that blue light and We'll use, I am loved, I am loved, I am loved, I am loved. 
And we'll let all of that energy flow out through our body, the loving energy from our throat chakra. And as we pull air back in, let's say truthfulness over deceit. Let's bring in truthfulness over deceit. Truthfulness over deceit. And we'll see that light getting brighter and brighter as we bring in truth and push away all deceit, all negativity. Deceit that's come in and deceit that's come out. Forgive ourselves for being deceitful. Allow ourselves to become more loving and express love and kindness. Let's let all of the air out. I like to push all the air out of my lungs until there's hardly any air there and I almost start to gasp for air because I feel like I'm letting all of the energy that may build up in me that is negative out of my lungs and out of my body. I like to fill that back up with blue zips of air pulling that air in through all the way from your feet and you feel it coming up through your spine and focus again on your throat chakra and I am loved I am loved I am loved exhaling I am peace I am peace I am peace I am peace and feel your whole body relaxing and feeling loved and taking in all of the blue light and feel the blue light energy not now just radiating from the throat chakra but feel it all the way around you making you feel a little warm or cool and cool and warm and feeling that very comfortable feeling of being cool and warm at the same time and as if you're being embraced by love. We'll pull in some more air and as we pull in more air, concentrate again on the blue light coming through you. And I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. And as we Go out today, tomorrow, and any time. Be sure and show love to everyone. Show them that they are loved. And as we exhale, we'll exhale, I am peace. I am at peace. I am at peace. I am at peace. Let's just sit for a couple moments and enjoy the music and take in a couple breaths and silence and feel the radiation of love around us. Namaste. Thank you, everyone, for sharing that time with me. Thank you.
you, Bob. That was beautiful. And uh, if I may dare, hopefully it doesn't create a strong cacophony on the on the phone here. I promise I'm not going. I'm not heading to my singing bowl. But <laughs> I do have a good one lately. You might like. But if I may just do this, try it. Try it. <laughs> and if each person, uh, as just as you hear the sound, allow it to reverberate within you, and know that you are loved. Somehow, for me, I can't speak for others, sounds do remind me of my connection with all that is and remind me to be my highest self. And once again, I only have control over me. And that particular meditation was was just valuable for me. And I felt moved to make that sound of the gong I also have chimes, I have the singing bowl, I, you know, uh, I sound reverberates within me, and in fact, that is why we uh, usually play on here uh, at some point, uh, Be Still Thy Soul, and I encourage, um, by Aniel, I believe it is A-N-A-E-L, I encourage all of you to download that song. Uh, it also have, has Heaven and Earth Spirits. Those songs are, are written in a chord that resonate within the human experience, the human being. And so sounds are valuable. And I particularly loved the music that you were playing, Bob. Thank you. That was a wonderful, wonderful meditation. I think... Excuse me, go ahead. No, I said thank you. <laughs> you you are welcome. You are welcome. You know, sometimes we as human beings just need to have some tried and true uh, techniques to do when we find ourselves in a place that we perceive ourselves as being under attack. Now, keep in mind, just because others don't perceive you as being attacked doesn't mean that you aren't carrying that perception. And when you feel like you're under attack, the natural instinct is to what? Of course, attack back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like when Bob and, and Micah were heading toward the chairs and the other couple were heading for the chairs. I've been in situations, and I'm sure some of you have too, where you see someone else getting the rush on. I mean, they, like, pick up their pace and they're going to run. And you don't have this beautiful, loving solution that came of it. Uh, and um, I know that um, my inclination is to hold back and let them go if it's that important to them. But then I may go up and beg for just a few seconds of juice, you know. Uh, fortunately, I, I'm getting better at remembering uh, to bring my own uh, my own juice with me. But yes. the re- <laughs> you know, it does help. <laughs> but the reality is many times it's like needing, as I mentioned earlier, to be right, to be the victor. And uh, I think it would be good for Bob and I to share with you some techniques that we may use. 
uh, if you've read the write-up about the show today, there's a reference in there saying, well, if somebody says you're a tree, you're not a tree. And what that is is from a book. I never published a children's book about a little boy who lived in Indiana and was a devout uh, Hindu, and he wore his hair long, and he wore, a, you know, a turban and, and all of the issues that he was feeling. And one day his dearest friend said something to him, and it was a friend that he had gone to Disneyland with and then done all of these wonderful things, and suddenly the friend attacked him for being different. And it really hurt his feelings. And he went running home to his mom. And he and he was telling her, and he was sobbing uncontrollably. And, and he was angry at Bobby, and he couldn't understand. And the mother, his mother said to him, and his mother, by the way, uh, was uh, an American and not an American Indian. And, uh, and I don't mean Native American Indian. I mean from India. And uh, she said to him, you know, and his name was Rudy, and Bob, this was before I met Rudy, uh, and she said uh, to him, if, if someone says you are a tree, does that make you a tree? And his eyes get real big, and if I had this illustrated, it would have a picture of his beautiful face shining out of the trunk of a tree, and he goes, well, no, well, if someone says you are a train, are you a train? And he started giggling, no, I'm not a train. And she said, no, you are who you are. And just because someone says you're something different than you are, that doesn't change who you are. So sometimes one technique that I use is I, I when I'm able to get past the ego and the emotion of it. When I'm able to, as the kind gentleman who called me on Friday night said, detach, I realign myself with who I am. And I'm not a tree. I'm not a train. I'm just me, an imperfect being trying to, to show love. And um, that helps me get back to my center. It helps me let go of the things that I have no control over. It helps me understand that people act out of fear sometimes, um, even if their fears, you know, are um, something I don't understand. It helps me narrow the issues back to myself. And what can I do? What lesson is there in this for me? And sometimes that lesson is just to remember to be yourself, to be your highest self. Because I think we, you, you said something that I was was completely thinking is, you know, you, you have to step back because the first thing that comes to mind when you get into a situation where where you're confronted with things is fear. Yeah. I think I think fear is fear, we we let fear control us too much in life, and it and we need to get to a point where we don't allow fear in, and to do that, we need to step back and and remember who we are and be rooted in 
in, in ourselves and and know that we we don't need to make speedy actions. We don't need to and we don't need to make actions that are that were that are ones that we would think that others want us to make. We need to make the actions that are right for us and not what will make someone else like us or to continue to like us. And I yes. think that's what too many people do is will make an action. And, and especially in, in a work environment, I think people do that more um, more often than not is it's not what's best for me or for the organization that, that you're working at, but best for that moment. But you're really just putting off things that that are going to come come to head again later. So not delaying. And by not delaying, I don't mean not, not taking that time to reground yourself and say things in anger, but to come up with a solution and and put that put that solution out there in the best way that you can with with love. Exactly. Make, and, and to listen. To listen. And, and I think for me, a lot of times that means that I do have to meditate on it. And, and believe me, I am not perfect. <laughs> many times. I, <laughs> well, what do you I, mean? I, 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 there are many times I fly off the handle and say shit I shouldn't say <laughs> right away. And, and, and many times I'm reminded that I don't practice what I preach all the time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I think the thing is, and in today's world, going to the workplace component of it, in today's world there are so many beautiful mechanisms designed to ferret out, you know, and, and come up with a a um, a resolution. And you just have to let those mechanisms flow. And, and you know, you just have to have confidence in who you are and, and faith that, uh, you know, and, and, and be open to learning and developing and growing. Uh, once again, everyone does not have a common perception of things. But when you start building a wall and building a perception and, and you, you interfere with the fluidity of the, of the, of the methods, you know, and in this is true across the country. You just there are, are ways of handling things in the workplace that are beautiful and you need to allow them to run their course. And whatever happens happens, you know. But you can't allow them to influence and change you from being your best self. And um you know, and no, my children have done a lot for helping me understand that everyone does not perceive the world the way I do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and my, my dear, something I say, which I mean, uh, I mean in in the the best way. I had no intention for it to to be something other than what I said, but to realize that. I don't have all life experiences. Uh, I don't have a life experience of being a person of a color other than white. I have never had anything other than blue eyes. You know, uh, I have been blessed with uh, a, a solid intellect. You know, uh, I have been blessed with a beautiful life career. I am blessed to get to follow a life pursuit that I love. 
everyone doesn't have those things. You know, everyone isn't me. And what a humbling realization my children caused me to have in that. And they're brave enough to call you on it as you're maturing, and they're maturing with you, you know. And so we don't know. We don't know where that person is coming from, what seat they're setting in, how their fears are ground, what their fears are grounded in. And, you know, if we had perfect communication and we could listen to each other, uh, which uh, is is an act, I think you said something about that earlier, Bob, Um, we probably would not come to the uh, place of finger-pointing to begin with. You know, or chaos, but we would because human beings. After I said that, I thought, how naive. My kids would jump on that one, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> they would, they would jump on that one because obviously, um, we're all geared not to love and see the most in each other, uh, as Neil Donald Walsh says, see more in another than they are showing. We are geared to wanting to be the top dog, you know, and uh, be in control. You and know, you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step in there and say I don't know that we all are geared to be the top dog. I okay, think that a lot of us I may believe, not be a lot of us are, but there are those mm-hmm. that are not geared, and, and it's hard for me to understand that that some people are not motivated to be the top dog, and Sometimes that frustrates me, but there'll be, and, and I have one, I have one um, example of that, and it, and it took me a little while to understand this, and but someone put it in a, in a good perspective for me is that I know in, in a work environment that, you know, I, I always want to be the top dog, and I always want to win, and that's a very A-type personality, right? But there are some people that have the same job. And and I said to someone one day, I said, you know, I can't understand that there's some people that I know that have the same job and have done the same thing for so many years, and they're so smart and so intelligent, and they could go places and they could do some things within that organization or go somewhere else. And the person that I was talking to said, but that's where you're a lot different than they are is their work isn't their life. They have other things outside of work that excite them. And it's very easy for them to come into the office from 8 to 5, get there on time, take their lunch, leave at 5 o'clock. They they never talk about work when they come home. They go and they have either time that they spend with their children or time that they have that they spend with uh, volunteering or working in uh, doing things that are of extracurricular activities. And and for them, work is uh, a means to be able to to have uh, the funds to be able to do the things that they want to do outside of work. And it's not any, and and they don't want extra responsibilities. They don't want to be, they just want to go and do what they want to do. And then when they explained that to me, I went, wow, you know, that really makes, it it made meetings there for me a lot uh, easier because if I were in their shoes, I would be thinking something else. 
but I'm not. I wasn't in their shoes. They wanted to simply do their job and go home. Not they weren't. And and I think we could take that you know to for it parallels into many other things in life, right? That it does. A lot it of does. people. That's are, a really good statement, Bob. That, that's really true. Thank you for reminding me of that. And uh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. That's that's a real good point. It was and, a good reminder uh, to myself because I, I don't always remember that. <laughs> yes, yes. I think you and I sh- share kind of where uh, we do well. Well, I, I don't want to characterize someone else. I can speak for myself. I do okay in social settings, but I'm not exactly running out there to thrust myself into them. And uh, I do, I do take, <laughs> and I, I do take a lot of, uh, I, I do take my job perhaps almost too seriously, and so that that's a really good point, Bob. And I think that that also flows through in life. You know, I, uh, there's a book called Quiet, and that kind of is reflective of me. And I do need to be cautious because that's exactly the kind of. Um, remark that I made that is reflective of the fact that each one of us is different. I can say for myself as a quiet person that I get exhausted with in situa- social situations because small talk does not come naturally to me. And sometimes I even get tongue-tied. And, and so as a consequence... I I need to just run to a place to be alone. I am far too comfortable being alone. And when I'm alone, I tend to focus on the stuff that we're talking about here today and uh, and I do things with work and of course my children. Uh but I definitely am not necessarily the normal person. You know, and and but when I do my job, I don't think anyone would guess that I'm a quiet person. Right. Does that make Does that make sense? What I'm saying. It really does. I'm I'm often told that I don't have much patience, but if you were to ask my the people that I work with and work for, they would tell you that I have the patient the most patience of anyone that they know and i'm told that all the time in work yeah. environment but in personal environment i was like oh my gosh you have no patience whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar yes yes i mean so, it's like... so, we, so we do we all kind of wear different uh different masks sometimes or not and maybe they're not even masks it's just where we're most comfortable that yeah. we we're, we're we're more ourselves where we're most comfortable, and that may not be in certain social situations. Where and we luckily, def- luckily, I have a partner that that is very good in social situations, and yeah. kind of kind of has learned that I'm not, and 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 takes no offense that if I that if I don't participate in a in an event that I'm not going to be comfortable at because I don't know what to talk about. And I don't follow sports, so I can't fall fall back on that in social situations where, you know, there's other spouses that have, you know, that are there that that or have been forced to go there. So I kind of think that goes along with our topic too: is that we shouldn't expect other people to 
to do things. We should allow people to have their own alone time and allow them to do what they enjoy doing and not necessarily have to tag along with them. If you're if you're a real if you're in a loving relationship, uh f- friend, lover, any type of relationship, no isn't a bad thing. Saying no or not participating in what someone else uh wants you to, I don't think is a bad thing. It allows you to be yourself and not uh and and allows the other person to be themselves as well. Exactly. So. Exactly. And every one of us <clears throat> define our own safety zone. I mean, where where do I feel most safe? And and that's based on all of the elements that go in to who we are, everything that we have lived in life. You know, and I think as children we develop uh we learn those things where we're most likely to get the praise. And then we develop in those areas. And uh, I think that it's, it's a personal development plan that maybe is genetic on some level. Certainly it's social, socialization. You know, I do have a degree in sociology, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, and so people people learn what they need. They learn how to do the things that gives them the recognition they need. And but you're not going to change that grounding. Uh, more likely than not, you are not going to change that foundation that the person has established for themselves. I have to tell you, reading the book Quiet for me was the most wonderful event because it helped me feel okay. And really, that's what this program that Bob and I are doing um, is is about. I am okay. You are okay. And, and you know, I think that although Paramahansa Yogananda, who's somewhat like my master, um, you know, in saying this little statement that he made here, it may not be modern way of talking, but he basically says there are bright sides and dark sides to life. And when you allow yourself, and Bob, maybe you can add into this after I finish my interpretation of it, but when you allow yourself to get enmeshed and ensnarled in in the dark side, when you allow that to become the predominant influence in how you're responding to life situations, you're not going to be very pretty. It's exactly. A, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you're not going to be perceived as being being very pretty. Exactly. And and but as long as we're being impeccable with our word, then I think you know everyone else needs to understand that it's that it's where we're coming from. And we have a caller at, and on. Oh, good eyes. From the from the nine oh one area code. How are you today? Hello. Hello, how are you? We're good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm just tuned into the show and it sounds like a topic that I've been dealing with. How to maintain my peace and chaos. I'm really trying to master that or even get a grasp on it. 
And so one, you don't have to tell us the specifics. Um, is there something that we can do to help you today? Oh, well, I'm just listening in. Well, I don't I think it's just going to be a combination of things, you know, just a, a journey, I guess you would call it. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is a journey. Yeah, it is a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I do have a technique that I use when, and I think I may have said it last week too, so forgive me if, for those of you who listen often and hear the same thing, but in order for me to stay true to myself, when I find myself trapped in the chaos part of the journey, I will um, envision every all of the stuff that's going on, everything that's going on, filling up my hands. And so that when, as my hands fill up, I can I allow myself to feel the weight of this human condition, and and the fact that I cannot be all things to all people, I cannot change myself from being a quiet to being gregarious and those kinds of things. And I allow all of those things to build up. And as soon as I feel like I've allowed everything to come into my hands. I then will flip my hands over and I will say, I will release those to the hands of God and say, God, I can't live like this. So help me see the lessons in this for me so that I can live as myself. And what was your name? I'm sorry. My name is Lenise. Lenise, I I have to tell you, that works beautifully for me. Because I am, I do believe in God with my heart, my mind, and my soul. You know what, that's exactly where I am now. Um, What you said, and some days I'm good at it, but my understanding is changing as far as what is going on and how I not allow myself to be taken down with the ship, so to speak. Yeah. Just basically acknowledge what it is, see it for what it is, and just give it to God. Yes. Yes. And as you do that, if I may suggest, allow yourself to remember to breathe. Okay. And just feel God with you. I don't know if you're familiar with a book called The Book of Job, but that book is about a man who never stopped feeling God in his presence. Okay. So God is with you right this moment. I can feel God circling you and holding your hand and valuing you. And you... Believe believe that you are never separated from God. None of us are. None of us are. And God is not measuring who's right and who's wrong. God is leading us on a journey to remembering that God is with us always. Yes, that's the key. And just knowing that every day. Yes. And when you forget, remind yourself and forgive yourself if when you forget, you aren't necessarily your highest self. And say, as 
the Dalai Lama says. You've got a new script right now, so start over. Forgive yourself your imperfections, and now start over aiming to show love to others. That's it. Yes, and we are so honored that you called us today. We and are I'm honored out. to be here. Thank you. And thank you for the help. Absolutely. It's a great reminder. There was there was something I saw on Twitter this week that I thought to to bring up is a quote from Yehuda Berg, who is the son of the founder of the Kabbalah Center, and he says. God never answers prayers. It is people who answer their own prayers by knowing how to connect and utilize the divine energy of the creator and the godlike force in their own souls. Yes. So that was something that I wanted to close with today and, and for us all to meditate about this week is that we really answer our own prayers by looking deep inside our own souls and, and we are we are all one and and we are all God and love. Yes. Yes. We should talk about the Kabbalah sometime too because that is a beautiful story and, or a beautiful concept. Um, there is so much that to share that for so long people have been afraid to talk about for fear that in talking about other concepts of God and all that is of love, that they are being disloyal or they are violating their foundational faith. But the reality is, in my mind, for me, is it is in all of these various ways to God that and studying them that I have come to know who I am and what I can contribute and how I can live myself well and my life well, guide myself well. We have only two minutes left, Bob. Uh, Would you like to lead us in in a short meditation for the rest of the, to take us to the end? Thank you. Thank you, I will. Divine One, all that is, the Great Spirit, Yahweh, Allah, God, Master and Mistress of the Universe, thank you for these lessons that you have brought to us today. Guide us as we go forward to remember that you are with us always. We are never alone. Help us to set aside our imperfections, to accept our responsibilities for things that we have done that may not have been our highest reflection of ourselves and you. And guide us this week to be all that we can be. And when we're not, to start over. We ask this in the name of all that is. Amen. Um. Um. Amen. Namaste. I will see you both 
again, I'm sure. I hope, Lenise, that you do reconnect with us again in the future. Um, And we will um, be back. Namaste to each of you. Peace be with you always. Namaste. Everyone have a great week. Namaste. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.